Chapter 7 of Autobiography of Theodore Roosevelt. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Daisy55. Autobiography of Theodore Roosevelt, Chapter 7, The War of America, The Unready, Part 5, Appendix B, The San Juan Fight. The San Juan Fight took its name from the San Juan Hill, or Hills. I do not know whether the name properly belonged to a line of hills or to only one hill. To compare small things with large things, this was precisely as the Battle of Gettysburg took its name from the village of Gettysburg, where only a small part of the fighting was done, and the Battle of Waterloo from the village of Waterloo, where none of the fighting was done. When it became the political interest of certain people to endeavor to minimize my part in the Santiago fighting, which was merely like that of various other squadron, balloton, and regiment commanders, some of my opponents laid great stress on the alleged fact that the cavalry did not charge up San Juan Hill. We certainly charged some hills, but I did not ask their names before charging them. To say that the Rough Riders and the Cavalry Division, and among other people myself, were not in the San Juan fight is precisely like saying that the men who made Pickett's charge or the men who fought at Little Round Top in Cope's Hill were not at Gettysburg, or that Pitton and the Scott Greys and the French and English guards were not at Waterloo. The present Vice President of the United States in the campaign last year was reported in the press as repeatedly saying that I was not in the San Juan fight. The documents following herewith have been printed for many years and were accessible to him had he cared to know or to tell the truth. These documents speak for themselves. The first is the official report issued by the War Department. From this it will be seen that there were in the Santiago fighting 30 infantry and cavalry regiments represented. Six of these were volunteer of which one was the Rough Riders. The other 24 were regular regiments. The percentage of loss of our regiment was about seven times as great as that of the other five volunteer regiments. Of the 24 regular regiments, 22 suffered a small percentage of loss that we suffered. Two, the 6th United States Infantry and the 13th United States Infantry, suffered a slightly greater percentage of loss. 26% and 23% as against 22%. Nominations by the President To be Colonel by Brevet, Lieutenant Colonel Theodore Roosevelt, 1st Volunteer Cavalry for Gallantry and Battle, La Guzma, Cuba, June 24th, 1898. To be Brigadier General by Brevet, Lieutenant Colonel Theodore Roosevelt, 1st Volunteer Cavalry for Gallantry in Battle, 
Santiago de Cuba, July the 1st, 1898, nominated for brevet colonel to rank from June 24, 1898. Fort San Juan, Cuba, July the 17th, 1898. The Adjutant General, United States Army, Washington, D.C., through military channels. Sir, I have the honor to invite the attention to the following list of officers and enlisted men who specially distinguished themselves in the action at La Cusamas, Cuba, June 24, 1898. These two, these officers and men have been recommended for favorable consideration by the immediate commanding officers in their respective reports, and I would respectfully urge that favorable action be taken. Officers In 1st United States Volunteer Cavalry, Colonel Leonard Wood, Lieutenant Colonel Roosevelt. Respectfully, Joseph Wheeler, Major General United States Volunteers Commanding. Headquarters, 2nd Cavalry Brigade, Camp near Santiago de Cuba, Cuba. June 29, 1898. The Adjutant General Cavalry Division. Sir, by direction of the Major General commanding the Cavalry Division, I have the honor to submit the following report of the engagement of a part of this brigade with the enemy at Gusamas, Cuba on June 24th accompanied by detailed reports from the regimental and other commanders engaged in a list of the killed and wounded. I cannot speak too highly of the efficient manner in which Colonel Wood handled his regiment and of his magnificent behavior on the field. The conduct of Lieutenant Colonel Roosevelt as reported to me by my two aides deserves my highest commendation. Both Colonel Wood and Lieutenant Colonel Roosevelt disdained to take advantage of shelter or cover from the enemy's fire while any of their men remained exposed to it. An error of judgment, but happily on the heroic side. Very respectfully, S. B. M. Young, Brigadier General, United States Volunteers Commanding. Headquarters. 1st Division, 2nd Army Corps Camp, McKenzie, Georgia, December 3rd of 1898. Adjutant General, Washington, D.C. Sir, I have the honor to recommend Honorable Theodore Roosevelt, late Colonel, 1st United States Volunteer Cavalry, for a Medal of Honor as a reward for conspicuous gallantry at the Battle of San Juan, Cuba, on July 1st, 1898. Colonel Roosevelt, by his example and fearlessness, inspired his men and both at Kettle Hill and the ridge known as San Juan. He led his command in person. I was an eyewitness of Colonel Roosevelt's action. As Colonel Roosevelt has left the service, a brevet commission is of no particular value in this case. Very respectfully, Samuel S. Sumner. Major General United States Volunteers West Point New York 17 December 17 1898 My dear Colonel 
I saw you led the line up the first hill. You were certainly the first officer to reach the top, and through your efforts and your personally jumping to the front, a line more or less thin, but strong enough to take it, was led by you to the San Juan or first hill. In this your life was placed in an extreme jeopardy, as you may recall, and as it proved by the number of dead left in that vicinity. Captain Stevens, then of the Ninth Cavalry, now of the Second Cavalry, was with you, and I am sure he recalls your gallant conduct. After the line started on the advance from the first hill, I did not see you until our line was halted, under a most gallant fire at the extreme front where you afterwards entrenched. I spoke to you there and gave instructions from General Sumner that the position was to be held and that there would be no further advance till further orders. You were the senior officer there, took charge of the line, scolded me for having my horse so high upon the ridge, at the same time you were exposing yourself most conspicuously while adjusting the line, for the example was necessary, as was proved when several colored soldiers, about eight or ten, twenty-four infantry, I think, started at a run to the rear to assist a wounded colored soldier, and you drew your revolver and placed short and effective stop to such apparent stampede. It quieted them. That position was hot, and now I marvel at your escaping there. Very sincerely yours, Robert L. Howells. West Point, New York, December the 17th, 1898. I hereby certify that on July the 1st, 1898, Colonel, then Lieutenant Colonel Theodore Roosevelt, 1st Volunteer Cavalry, distinguished himself through the action and on two occasions during the battle when I was an eyewitness. His conduct was most conspicuous and clearly distinguished above other men as follows. Number one, at the base of San Juan or First Hill, there was a strong wire fence or entanglement at which the line hesitated under a galling fire and where the losses were severe. Colonel Roosevelt jumped through the fence and by his enthusiasm, his example and courage, succeeded in leading to the crest of the hill a line sufficiently strong to capture it. In this charge, the cavalry brigade suffered its greatest loss, and the colonel's life was placed in extreme jeopardy, owing to the conspicuous position he took in leading the line and being the first to reach the crest of that hill while under heavy fire of the enemy at close range. Number two, at the extreme advanced position occupied by our lines, Colonel Roosevelt found himself the senior, and under his instructions from General Sumner to hold that position, he displayed the greatest bravery and placed his life in extreme jeopardy by unavoidable exposure to severe fire while adjusting and strengthening the line, placing the men in positions which afforded best protection, etc., etc. His conduct and example steadied the men, and on one occasion, by severe but not unnecessarily measures, prevented a small detachment from stampeding to the rear. He displayed the most conspicuous gallantry, courage, and coolness in performing extraordinarily hazardous duty. Robert L. Howells, 
Captain A A G U S V First Lieutenant Sixth United States Cavalry To the Adjutant General United States Army Washington DC Headquarters United States Military Academy West Point New York <clears throat> April the fifth eighteen ninety nine Lieutenant Colonel W. H. Carter, Assistant Adjutant General, United States Army, Washington, D.C. Sir, in compliance with the request contained in your letter of April the 30th of the board convened to consider the awarding of Barrett's Medals of Honor, etc., for the Santiago campaign, that I state any facts within my knowledge as adjutant general of the brigade in which Colonel Theodore Roosevelt served to aid the board in determining, in connection with Colonel Roosevelt's application for a medal of honor, whether his conduct at Santiago was such as to distinguish him above others, I have the honor to submit the following. My duties on July the 1st, 1898 brought me in constant observation of and contact with Colonel Roosevelt from early morning until shortly before the climax of the assault of the cavalry division on the San Juan Hill, the so-called Kettle Hill. During this time, while under the enemy's artillery fire at El Poso and while on the march from El Poso by the San Juan Ford to the point from which his regiment moved to the assault about two miles, the greater part under fire, Colonel Roosevelt was conspicuous above any others I observed in his regiment in the zealous performance of duty and total disregard of his personal danger and in his eagerness to meet the enemy. At Elpso, when the enemy opened on that base with artillery fire, a shrapnel bullet grazed and bruised one of Colonel Roosevelt's wrists. The incident did not lessen his hazardous exposure, but he continued so exposed until he had placed his command under cover. In moving to the assault of San Juan Hill, Colonel Roosevelt was most conspicuously brave, gallant, and indifferent to his own safety. He, in the open, led his regiment. No officer could have set a more striking example to his men or displayed greater intrepidity. Very respectfully, your obedient servant, A. L. Mills, Colonel, United States Army Superintendent. Headquarters, Department of Santiago de Cuba, Santiago de Cuba, December thirtieth, 1898. To the Adjutant General, United States Army, Washington, D.C. Sir, I have the honor to make the following statement relative to the conduct of Colonel Theodore Roosevelt, late 1st United States Volunteer Cavalry during the assault upon San Juan Hill, July 1st, 1898. I have already recommended this officer for a Medal of Honor, which I understand has been denied him upon the ground that my previous letter was too indefinite. I base my recommendation upon the fact that Colonel Roosevelt, accompanied only by four or five men, led a very desperate and extremely gallant charge on San Juan Hill, thereby setting a splendid example to the troops 
and encouraging them to pass over the open country intervening between their position and the trenches of the enemy. In leading this charge, he started off first, as he supposed, with quite a following of men, but soon discovered that he was alone. He then returned and gathered up a few men and led them to the charge as above stated. The charge in itself was an extremely gallant one, an example set a most inspiring one to the troops in that part of the line, and while it is perfectly true that everybody finally went up the hill in good style, yet there is no doubt that the magnificent example set by Colonel Roosevelt had a very encouraging effect and had great weight in bringing up the troops behind him. During the assault, Colonel Roosevelt was the first to reach the trenches in his part of the line and killed one of the enemy with his own hand. I earnestly recommend that the medal be conferred upon Colonel Roosevelt, for I believe that he in every way deserves it, and that his services on the day in question were of great value and of, and of a most distinguished character. Very respectfully, Leonard Wood, Major General, United States Volunteers, Commanding Department of Santiago de Cuba. Huntsville, Alabama, January 4, 1899. The Adjutant General, United States Army, Washington, D.C. Sir, I have the honor to recommend that a Congressional Medal of Honor be given to Theodore Roosevelt, late Colonel First Volunteer Cavalry for distinguished conduct and conspicuous bravery in command of his regiment in the charge on San Juan Hill, Cuba, July 1, 1898. In compliance with GO135 AGO 1898, I enclose my certificate showing my personal knowledge of Colonel Roosevelt's conduct. Very respectfully, C. J. Stevens, Captain Second Cavalry. I hereby certify that on July the first, eighteen ninety eight, at the Battle of San Juan, Cuba, I witnessed Colonel, then Lieutenant Colonel Roosevelt, First Volunteer Cavalry, United States of America, mounted, leading his regiment in charge on San Juan. By his gallantry and strong personality, he contributed most materially to the success of the charge of the cavalry division up San Juan Hill. Colonel Roosevelt was among the first to reach the crest of the hill, and his dashing example, his absolute fearlessness, and gallant leading rendered his conduct conspicuous and clearly distinguished above other men. C.J. Stevens, Captain 2nd Cavalry late 1st Lieutenant 9th Cavalry. Young's Allen, South Carolina, December the 28th, 1898. To the Adjutant General, United States Army, Washington, D.C. Sir, believing that information relating to superior conduct on the part of any of the higher officers who participated in the Spanish-American War, and which information may not have been given, would be appreciated by the department over which you preside. I have the honor to call your attention to the part bore by Colonel Theodore Roosevelt of the late 1st United States Volunteer Cavalry. 
in the battle of July the first last. I do this not only because I think you ought to know, but because his regiment as a whole were very proud of his splendid actions that day, and believe they call for that most coveted distinction of the American officer, the Medal of Honor. Held in support, he brought his regiment at exactly the right time, not only up to the line of regulars, but went through them and headed on horseback the charge on Kettle Hill. This being done on his own initiative, the regulars as well as his own men following. He then headed the charge on the next hill, both regulars and the first United States volunteer cavalry following. He was so eager in the entrenchments on the second hill that he shot and killed with a revolver one of the enemy before they broke completely. He then led the cavalry on the chain of hills overlooking Santiago where he remained in charge of all of the cavalry that was at the extreme front for the rest of the day and night. His unhesitating gallantry in taking the initiative against entrenchments lined by men armed with rapid-fire guns certainly won him the highest consideration and admiration of all who witnessed his conduct throughout that day. What I hear right I can bear witness to from personally having seen it. Very respectfully, M. J. Jenkins, Major Late First United States Cavalry. Prescott, A. T., December the 25th, 1898. I was Colonel Roosevelt's orderly at the Banner of San Juan Hill, and from that time on until I returned to Montauk Point, I was with him all through the fighting and believe I was the only man who was always with him. Though during part of the time Lieutenants Ferguson and Greenwald were also close to him, he led our regiment forward on horseback until he came to the men of the Ninth Cavalry lying down. He led us through these, and they got up and joined us. He gave the order to charge on Kettle Hill and led us on horseback up the hill, both Rough Riders and the Ninth Cavalry. He was first on the hill, I being very nearly alongside of him. Some Spanish riflemen were coming out of the entrenchments, and he killed one with his revolver. He took the men on to the crest of the hill and baited them, begin firing on the blockhouse on the hill to our left, the one the infantry was attacking. When he took it, he gave the order to charge, and led the troops on Kettle Hill forward against the blockhouse on our front. He then had charge of all the cavalry on the hills overlooking Santiago, where we afterwards dug our trenches. He had commanded that afternoon and night, and for the rest of the time commanded our regiment at this point. Yours very truly, H. E. Bartshaw. Cambridge, Massachusetts, March 27th. 1902. Theodore Roosevelt, President of the United States, Washington, D.C. Dear Sir, at your request, I send you the following extracts from my diary and from notes taken on the day of the assault on San Juan. I kept in my pocket a small pad on which incidents were noted daily from the landing until the surrender. On the day of the fight, notes were taken just before Grimes first fired his first gun, 
just after the third reply from the enemy when we were massed in the road about seventy paces from grimes guns and when i was beginning to get scared and to think i would be killed at the heart just before you advance and under the shelter of the hills in the evening each time that notes were taken the page was put in the envelope addressed to my wife at the first chance they were mailed to her and on my arrival in the united states the story of the fight these taken from these notes was entered in the diary i kept in that book i make this lengthy explanation that you may see that everything put down was fresh in my memory i quote from my diary the tension on the men was great suddenly a line of men appeared coming from my right they were advancing through the long grass deployed as skirmishers and were under fire at their head or rather in front of them and leading them rode colonel roosevelt he was very conspicuous mounted as he was the men were the rough riders so-called i heard one someone calling to them not to fire unto us and seeing colonel carroll reported to him and was told to go out and meet them and caution them as to our position we being between them and the enemy i did so speaking to colonel roosevelt i also told him we were under orders not to advance and asked him if he had received any orders he replied that he was going to charge the spanish trenches i told this to colonel carroll and to captain dimmick our squadron commander a few moments after the word passed down that our left captain taylor was about to charge captain mcbain called out we must go in with these those troops we must support taylor i called this to captain dimmick and he gave the order to assault the cheer was taken up and taken up again on the left and in the distance it rolled on and on and so we started colonel roosevelt of the rough riders started the whole movement on the left which was the first advance of the assault the following is taken from my notes and was hastily jotted down on the field the rough riders came in line colonel roosevelt said he would assault taylor joined them with his troops mcbain called to dimmick let us go we must go to support them dimmick said all right and so with no orders we went in i find many of my notes are ineligible illegible from inspiration my authority for saying taylor in with you joined with his troop was the word passed to me and repeated to Cam captain dimmick that taylor was about to charge with you i could not see his troop I have not put it in my diary, but in another place I have noted that Colonel Carroll, who was acting as Brigadier Commander, told me to ask you if you had any orders. I have the honor to be, very respectfully, your obedient servant, Henry Anson Barber, Captain, 28th Infantry, formerly of 9th Cavalry headquarters pacific division san francisco california may the eleventh nineteen o five
dear mr president as some discussion has arisen in the public prints regarding the battle of san juan cuba july the first eighteen ninety eight and your personal movements during that day have been the subject of comment it may not be amiss in me to state some facts coming under my personal observation as commanding general of the cavalry division of which your regiment formed a part it will perhaps be advisable to show first how i came to be in command in order that my statement may have due way as an authoritative statement of facts i was placed in command of the cavalry division on the afternoon of june thirtieth by general schaefer the assignment was made owing to the severe illness of general wheeler who was the permanent commander of said division brigadier general young who commanded the second cavalry brigade of which your regiment the first volunteer cavalry formed a part was also very ill and i found it necessary to relieve him from command and place colonel wood of the rough riders in command of the brigade this change placed you in command of your regiment the division moved from its camp on the evening of june thirtieth and bullwhacked at and about el poso i saw you personally in the vicinity of el poso about eight a m july the first i saw you again on the road leading from el poso to the san juan river you at the head of your regiment which was leading the second brigade and immediately behind the rear regiment of the first brigade my orders were to turn to the right at san juan river and take up a line along that stream and try and connect with general lawton who was to engage the enemy at el Carne. on reaching the river we came under the fire of the spanish forces posted on san juan ridge and kettle hill the first brigade was faced to the front in line as soon as it had cleared the road and the second brigade was ordered to pass in rear of the first and face to the front when clear of the first brigade this movement was very difficult owing to the heavy undergrowth and the regiments became more or less tangled up but eventually the formation was accomplished and the division stood in an irregular line along the san juan river the second brigade on the right we were subjected to a heavy fire from the forces on san juan ridge and kettle hill our position was untenable and it became necessary to assault the enemy or fall back kettle hill was immediately in front of the cavalry and it was determined to assault that hill the first brigade was ordered forward and the second brigade was ordered to support the attack personally i accompanied a portion of the tenth cavalry second brigade and the rough riders were to the right this brought your regiment to the right of the house which was at the summit of the hill shortly after i reached the crest of the hill you came to me accompanied i think by captain c j stevens of the ninth cavalry we were then in a position to see the line of entrenchments along san juan ridge and could see kent's infantry division engaged on our left and hawkins assault against fort san juan you asked me for permission to move forward and assault san juan ridge i gave you the order in person to move forward and i saw you move forward and assault san juan ridge with your regiment 
and portions of the 1st and 10th Cavalry belonging to your brigade. I held a portion of the 2nd Brigade as a reserve on Kettle Hill, not knowing what force the enemy might have in reserve behind the ridge. The 1st Brigade also moved forward and assaulted the ridge to the right of Fort San Juan. There was a small lake between Kettle Hill and San Juan Ridge, and in moving forward your command passed to the right of this lake. This brought you opposite a house on San Juan Ridge, not Fort San Juan proper, but a frame house surrounded by an earthwork. The enemy lost a number of men at this point, whose bodies lay in the trenches. Later in the day I rode along the line, and, as I recall it, a portion of the 10th Cavalry was immediately about this house, and your regiment occupied an irregular semicircular position along the ridge and immediately to the right of the house. You had pits out of your front, and several hundred yards to your front, the Spaniards had a heavily outpost occupying the house with rifles surrounding it. Late in the day, and during the following day, the various regiments forming the division were rearranged and brought into tactical formation. The first brigade on the left and immediately to the right of Fort San Juan, and the second brigade on the right of the first. This was the position occupied by the cavalry division until the final surrender of the Spanish forces on July the 17th, 1898. In conclusion, allow me to say that I saw you personally at about 8 a.m. at El Poso, later on the road to San Juan River, later on the summit of Kettle Hill, immediately after its capture by the cavalry division. I saw you move forward with your command to assault San Juan Ridge, and I saw you on San Juan Ridge where we visited your line together and you explain to me the disposition of your command. I am, sir, with much respect, your obedient servant, Samuel S. Sumner, Major General, United States Army. End of chapter 7 Recording by Daisy 55